Imagine yourself in front of a full-sized mirror. Picture the world in the mirror as your reflection looks you in the eye. Now imagine your reflection coming to life, moving and talking independent of you. Picture the endless possibilities you could achieve with this detached animated reflection of yours to represent you in this mirror world. What if I told you that this thought experiment has happened before? <laughs> crazy, right? Even more so, what if I told you that you were part of this crazy story and you were actually a reflection in a mirror world? Welcome to Between the Lines, a podcast by The Timothy Project. Tune in to an intriguing, mind-stimulating podcast where your mind-boggling questions in the Bible are analyzed. Simply breaking down mysteries in the Bible, precept upon precept in the scriptures until we see Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Welcome back. It has been a minute, but we're super, super, super happy to speak to you again <laughs> this is between the lines the official podcast for the Timothy project and you know how we do it's an amazing new series it's informative it's educative it's fun it's inspiring let me not get into it let, let me not leave out my my chiefs my bosses you understand i'm your host Eugenia Kelly, and i am here with so to so to say hi Hello, everyone. Um, it's, it's good to, to be on today. Looking forward to an interesting discussion. Yeah, Th there's a fun story behind this uh, podcast, but I'll tell, I'll tell you one day, later in the future. You know, it's slightly traumatizing for me, but, you know, I'll share my, my, my pain with you. I'm also here with Bethmon. Bethmon, could you please say hi? Hi, everyone. It's been a while. Missed you guys. Um, hopefully we have a nice time and then a nice season ahead awesome so we have this series imago day which translates as image of god and today we're going to be diving in on the first episode which is titled walking talking idols now aside from the fact that the, the title sounds awesome like just hearing it makes you feel like oh what's that i want to know what that means it's also very, um, it, it, it creates a picture in your mind and you're like, you want to explore that further. But I don't even need to think of an intro because we have a very beautiful intro in the blog post. Please, if you're not reading the blog post, you're doing yourself an injustice. Make sure you're reading the blog post um, to better understand the topics that we're discussing here. And so I'm just going to go right in and read the intro to Walking Talking Idols. Are you all ready? Hey, let me hear some energy in the house. Are you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah, ready. We're ready. Uh -huh. Okay, here we go. I have to put like my, my talking voice on. <clears throat> Imagine yourself in front of a full-sized mirror. Picture the world in the mirror as your reflection looks you in the eye. Now, imagine your reflection coming to life, moving and talking independent of you. Picture the endless possibilities you could achieve with this detached animated reflection of yours 
to represent you in this mirror world? What if I told you that this thought experiment has happened before? <laughs> crazy, right? Even more so, what if I told you that you were part of this crazy story and you were actually a reflection in a mirror world? To stop. Listen, that deserves applause right there. I don't know what you're doing, whatever you're doing, like just pause and up. That deserves applause. How did you even, how do you even wrap your mind around it? Because you think of it, I mean, you visualize it. I actually tried it with the mirror. I actually stood in front of a mirror and imagined that my reflection was like animate and separate oh. from me, but still me. And Charlie, like the, the idea of it alone is, it's mind blowing. And to think that I am the reflection, like that's a plot twist I did not see coming. So um, yeah. Bethmore, walk us through this. What, what does this all mean? Like what, what are we trying to say? The brothel is overing us like a reflection, what does it all say? What are we talking about? You know, um, um, I was just trying to find a way to jolt us into seeing what it actually means to be made in the image of God. And we all know what it is like to stand in front of a mirror. And um, growing up, I, I didn't have a brother, right? So um, the closest thing I had to a brother was a cousin, a very close cousin of mine. But there were times where I was at home alone faced with the girls and I stand in front of a mirror, look myself in the mirror and, and hope that my mirror reflection could maybe talk back, be my friend, be able to do things together. And whilst I studied um, Genesis, those particular thoughts came back to me. And I realized that, oh, we are actually um, a mirror image that has been set free here on the earth and we are to reflect. So we have a certain level of autonomy. Um, and and I, I think that's the crazy part, like right? reflections with autonomy um, to, to to do what we would want to do, but we have been made primarily as images, which means that we're supposed to find out what's the original ones and find ways of reflecting and doing those things here and there. So th that was what I was thinking about. Um, I know it sounds wild. I remember um, when I first, when the inspiration first hit me, I think uh, Eugenia, you're the first person I texted this thing to. And we're having a back and forth about it. You, you said you thought it was the, an intro to an epic, um, a novel that I was working on. No, I'm not a novelist, so I wasn't working on a novel. Um, it's just my way of bringing um, Genesis 1 to life. And I think, um, based on what you are saying, I think it, it did the work. I mean, it really did. And I'm glad you had those experiences as a child and, you know, it has influenced the work even now. I mean, you can try a whole view, um, listeners, you can try... Uh, doing this activity and um, I mean it's all fun and games until your reflection starts talking back to you <laughs> please come and report to us if that happens um, but let's take it back to the blog post and after this great amazing introduction we're taking to the very beginning uh, to the creation story and we begin to truly dissect what it means when uh, the bible says that uh, God created man in his image. Um, so too, can you dive in a little more, share some more light on that? 
Yeah, I think that the, the blog post does a wonderful job of highlighting um, how um, the world was created. And it's interesting to note, I didn't, um, well, I've read Genesis, the creation story for some time now, but it, it, it struck me differently when I, when I did read it in the blog post and the way it was captured. Um, so you see um, two sets of three days. Um, the first set of three days, um, we capture it in the blog post as God creating um, the three spheres of life. And then the following or the subsequent three days, he creates um, life or creatures to fill those spheres of life. And it just speaks to um, the kind of God that we serve, how orderly he is and how meticulous he is about everything that he does. So you realize that God creates causes um, the air to be separated from the waters. He creates the sky. He creates the lights in the sky. Then he goes about creating birds in the air, creating fish in the sea, creating all manner of land creatures. Then he tops it all off with creating mankind. So the Bible says that on the sea day, God creates mankind. And then he, he goes on to say, before he creates man, of course, um, let us create man in our own image and our own likeness. And that is the core of today's discussion, uh, what it means to be the image of God, what it means to be the like in the likeness of God. Right. So, I mean, this is not a foreign um, thought or foreign uh, discussion. This is something that, you know, various theologians and Christians and pastors have exposited on and shared their views on and their theories on. But we want to know, what does it truly mean? So to, to say that somebody has been made in the image of God. Well, before we, we delve into what it truly means to be made in the image of God, um, there are several ideas out there, as you rightly said, um, about what it means to be the image of God. Um, and the way it is, it is um, posited, right? It seems to suggest that um, the image of God uh, is, is exists in someone if they possess certain attributes or they possess certain characteristics, right? And some have said that um, being self-aware or having a will, um, being self-deterministic, being able to um, decide that I want to do this or I want to do that, um, or being just conscious of your being, right? That is um, a trait that if you possess, then you, you, pos you are in the image of God. And um, the interesting thing is that that's, that self-awareness um, and that and the will that we have to do whatever we want to do, um, those two things primarily, one of them is something that is common to all living creatures, which is our the will, the will, the will to move about, the will to do what you want to do. But self-awareness is not something that um, you can say all creatures have. Um, you may even dare say that self-awareness is something that is possessed only by humans. And so a lot of people have made that argument that once you are self-aware, um, then you must have the, the, you must be in the image of, of, of God, right? Um, but essentially um, what we try and cover in the blog post is that there, there, though these attributes may exist um, in, in a person, and they point to the fact that somebody is made in the image of God. It, those attributes are not necessarily the image of God. Um, the Im 
the image of God that we are talking about is not something that we necessarily possess. It is something that we are, right? And so you can't, you can't point to one specific characteristic or even a group of characteristics and say that um, if I see all these traits in somebody, then I can say that that person is in the image of God. And besides, we make an argument and, and say that um, some of these characteristics that we are talking about uh, may appear in varying degrees in, in various people and personalities, right. right? And so if you do not possess um, maybe self-awareness or being self-deterministic or um, you, you are, you are, let's say you are, you are even invalid and you cannot do what you want to do. Does that, does that limit you or make you less of um, somebody who is created in the image of God? Uh, so those are questions that um, sort of defeat that argument. But I'll, I'll give way for Bethmore to do some, light, some more light on that. Yeah, I remember when I was quite younger, uh, my Sunday school days, whenever I thought about humanity being made in the image of God, I, I, I don't know if I'm alone. If I'm not alone yet, I like some people. So I felt like there was a part of me that physically looked like God. So those people who were more handsome and prettier were those who looked like the face of God. And you wouldn't believe this. I thought like some people, those who were not nice, maybe they were the elbow or they look like the knee of God and everything. That's a young person's imagination, right? That's a young knee's imagination. That's an interesting that's, that's imagination. A, that's a best one imagination. So, so that's 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 how I thought and how I saw things. But yeah, so two is absolutely right. Um, uh, so there's the argument out there for the attributes or that because so the attributes being the image of God in us. So the, the difficulty is pointing to which attribute which one of these makes which one of these makes us the uh, made in the image of god and also most of these attributes they are on a certain scale right so even um, uh, self-awareness is on a certain scale there are some that are more self-aware than others does that then mean that um there is somebody that is more human so let's say if self-awareness is what makes us the image of God, right? And that is what our humanity means. Humanity means to be the image of God. Then are we saying that there are some, those who are self-aware are more human than others? Over there, yes, there are cultures that have ranked human beings hierarchically, right? So there are those that are more human and there are those that are subpar human, right? And even in our day and age, some people make those arguments, especially those who argue for, abortion and stuff like that. Okay, it's not yet a human life. It's a potential life. It's not self-aware. Once it's not self-aware, that means it's not human. And they make all those kinds of arguments. But what we are saying is that you are putting the cart before the horse here, right? The image of God is not a quality we possess. It is who we are. And because right. of who we are as the image of God, we have some qualities we possess. The qualities may be on a certain scale, but on that scale, it really doesn't matter because those qualities do not determine or define our, human our humanity or make us the image of God. Our being human, just that is what it means to be the image of God. So now we need to ask ourselves, what exactly is God trying to point to when he says, let us make man in our own image, right? Right. And I'm, I'm glad you go to that because the next thing that comes up is um, a, a word study on 
image, right? In the blog post, we see that we, we study the word image so that we can better understand what it is that God is referring to. Like what um, significance does that word hold and what does it really mean? Okay. So in, in the Hebrew, the word that is used is the word shalem, right? Shalem. Um, interestingly, this word is the same word that is translated uh, or in several other places in the Bible for idols, for images, sometimes for even pictures on a wall, right? And, and in the ancient world, right, the image is was believed to carry the essence of a deity. So the people who used to bow down to idols don't necessarily think that, okay, that idol is that God. But what they believe is that the essence of the deity that they are bowing to is represented in that particular image they are bowing to, right? So uh, when, when the Bible says that, we, and, and what is that image doing? That image is playing the role of representation. So that image, they, they are not confused. That image is not the, uh, the God or the deity, but the essence of the deity is in that image, representing the image. I hope you get the, the distinction, right? So yeah. when, when, when God uses this language and says that humanity is his image, that is what we have in mind that humanity is we are not humanity is not to be confused with god but the essence of god is in humanity such that when you see human beings you see god's representations here on earth for let me right. let me give an example to bring it up so um in in the book of daniel we are told that nebuchadnezzar at some point when his um, pride got to his head put up a statue and set up the statue in the uh, in various parts of his provinces, and whenever the trumpet bows, everybody was to bow down to him, to him. But who were they bowing down to? Nebuchadnezzar or the statue, right? Right. Yeah. Right. But whenever they bowed to the statue, they were bowing down to Nebuchadnezzar because the statue was a representation of Nebuchadnezzar, oh, and that is what it means for us to be mm. human. We are walking, talking idols of God. We are the representation of God here on earth. And the imagery is, uh, the image language is actually a, a, a job description that we have been given. So it's not just who we are, it's a, it's a job description, right? In the mm -hmm. sense that we have been called to represent God. Because if you read the Genesis 1, 26, 27 language again, it says that let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them rule. God is king of kings, king of the universe. And the moment he makes the creatures in his image, he gives them the ability to rule. They are mirroring him yeah. and mm. representing mm -hmm. him here and there. So, yeah, that's 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 what 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 we are. So that's how we are supposed to begin to view the the image image language. Right. I, I'm I'm feeling very important all of a sudden, you know. Because because we are important. Yeah. Yeah, Indeed, yeah, that's true. Right. But then um, in Genesis chapter five, verse one to three, we see um, what I think of as another facet to the imagery language. But in this time, in this sense, they're talking about parents and their children. Uh, so to, could you throw some more light on that? Yeah. So when you read um, in the Genesis five, one, three, um, 
the Bible speaks about um, Adam uh, giving birth to, sorry, not Adam himself giving birth to a son, but of course, so it, it, <laughs> just in the <laughs> just in the manner of speaking. So Adam Adam um, sort of gets his son set, uh, and the Bible describes it that he was made in the image of Adam. So whilst um, um, in Genesis one there's a likening between the image of God and Adam, the first man. In Genesis 5, we see a similar language here being um, set being in the image of Adam, his father. And again, I think that it is a callback to all that um, Bethlehem has, has already said, that um, now in that same sense, Seth seems to be taking over or sort of representing his father um, in his stead, right? So wherever um, Seth goes, he, he possesses that same authority that Adam has. To, to rule and to govern, all right? So it is that same sense that, um, how do we call it? And we are talking about uh, as, as we relate to the image of God. And of course, um, even though we would say Seth possesses uh, physical qualities that may look like his father, that is not necessarily what it is trying to say, rather more so um, he being have, having the ability to stand in the, stead, in the stead of Adam and to govern and to rule. So we see that play out again in Genesis 5 as well. Exactly. And, and, and another thing that we see is that if, the, if Adam is the image of God, or Adam was made in the image of God, and Seth is in the image of Adam, then by extrapolation, right, then exactly. all humanity is in the image of God because that is what humanity is. Sure. Right? So... I know there are there are some there are some arguments that have been put down by some teachers of the Bible that said okay it's only Adam and Eve that were made in the image of God and Seth and the, or the rest of humanity were made in the image of Adam like with this particular text but I think that is um, uh, an unfaithful reading of Scripture I believe a more faithful reading of the text would be to see that okay this is the line that is being drawn here so Adam was made in the image of God for instance if you if you read um, um, Psalm 8, when uh, King David is reflecting back on creation, um, uh, it's like, when I look at the night sky and I see the work of your fingers, the sun, the moon, the stars that you set in place, what are mere mortals? Or if you have an old King James, it would, it would say, what is man that you should think about him? Or human beings that you should care for them? Yet, you made them a little lower than God. You crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them charge of everything that you have made, putting all things under their authority, the flocks, the heads, and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims in the oceans. Oh Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So if you look at Psalm 8 and you put it side by side with, Genesis 1, 26, 27, you'll notice that the only thing that doesn't appear here is the word image in Psalm 8, but the concept is there in the sense that when he reflects on us being made in the image of God, he sees exactly what God wants us to be, that God made us just a little lower than him because we are his, we are his image. We can't be like him, not to be confused with him, right? We can't be like him but he's made us just a little lower than him and he crowned us with glory and honor. 
if you're a Bible student and you've read the Bible, you know that the one thing that God has said he wouldn't share with anybody is his glory. But if God is making images in his image, right, then they have to have some level of glory. And the Bible says God crowned us with glory and honor. So being made in the image of God is the crown of glory and honor that God has given us. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's amazing to think that we did not do anything or we there's not anything that we possess that gives us um, the title of being image bearers of God. Like our mere existence is what makes us the image of God. So if you take nothing home today, please remember this, that you are the image of God not because of any characteristic or any traits that you show, because those you would have as a result of being the image, but your being the image of God is just because you exist, because you were made by him for him. That's awesome. We're going to go on a really short break. We'll be right back. This is still Between the Lines, the official podcast for the Timothy Project, presenting every man perfect. family we are back from our break and we're continuing our discussion on our series imago day and this episode is titled walking talking idols please make sure that you're following us on all our social media handles we would love to hear from you and interact with you on facebook we are ttp ghana on twitter we are ttp underscore ghana and on Instagram, we are the underscore Timothy underscore project. Please follow us, share our content. Um, make sure that others are, are getting to have this information available to them and are also able um, to grow in the word and to, to, to groom themselves into, you know, perfect men for God. Right. So, Beth Mon, we've, we've been discussing all this while. We've been mentioning the word image, 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 image of God, image like in the image of the Father. We've, we've spoken about Shalem, if I got the pronunciation right. Uh, we've done, we've, we've, we've mentioned image a lot. But there tends to be this concept about image bearers in the world um, that seems different from the concept of image bearers in the Bible. Can we do some more light on that? Okay, so um, uh, in in the context in which Genesis comes in, and one of the things that I want us to, um, especially our Timothy Project listeners and uh, followers, I want us to begin to realize that we should understand that the Bible was written within a certain context. It was written within a certain day and age. And so as much as the Bible is written to reveal God to us through the text, you should understand that God is also through the text dealing with some misconceptions in the culture, right? And that is something that as believers, we are also called to address. So for instance, when, when, when the ancient Israelite is reading Genesis and he comes across the Bible 
associating him, the individual, with divine imagery, there's going to be a certain level of culture shock in the sense that around the nation that surrounded them also had the language that associated divine imagery with humans. But the issue was that it did not associate the divine imagery with all humans. It was only the kings, the rulers, those from the royal families that were considered the, the um, divine images, right? So they were the representative of, of the gods. So um, uh, in, in Egypt, in Egypt, every pharaoh is, is one of the gods of Egypt, right? And, and that is how they understood the imagery language. And God gives these words to Moses. And as Moses is penning them down, Moses is telling us that, no, it's not Pharaoh. No, it's not the king on the throne. No, it's not the, the, um, the richest person in the land. That is the image of the gods, not those that carry royal blood, but every human being at our core, we are divine representatives. We carry the essence of God. God made us to reflect him. And so we are very, very important in our day and age. If we bring it down to uh, 21st century day and age, you would realize that even though we are striving for equality and um, uh, uh, to get rights and freedoms for all, our societies are highly stratified. So in terms of um, uh, socioeconomic stratifications, there are those that are in the higher class, the top one percenters, the high class, the middle class, the lower middle class, and the, the the lower class of people, those who are, there are some that live below the poverty line. And sometimes even unconsciously, we treat people based on where we view them across the socioeconomic um, uh, uh, class that they might find themselves. But that's not what the, the message of the Bible is saying. Uh, the message of the Bible is simple, that all humans are precious. All humans are valuable. All humans are made in the image of God. We have intrinsic value not because of what we do or what we have or who is our father or who is our mom or the families we belong to, no. So whether it's the king on the throne, the beggar on the streets, whether it's the, 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 the zygote that was just fertilized, the fetus in the womb, three months, six months, nine months, newborn, we are all precious to God. And we are the image of God because we are walking, talking idols of the Most High God, and that's what's the that's very important. Something that we should not we should not um, lose track of ever. Yeah, rightly so. Yeah, I mean, amazing. to think to think about it, where um, we as humans have done everything in our power to divide ourselves amongst ourselves, and because of race, color, you know, ethnicity. We, we seem to always find ways to uh, group ourselves and ascribe to, to ourselves some level of importance. Um, but when you we do a critical reading of the word of God and we, are, we, we seek to understand what um, the Lord is communicating, we get to understand, as Bethman rightly put it, that all these kinds of uh, classifications and groupings are really not essential. And that the way I look and the way I talk, which region of the world I am in, does not make me less human. Um, the very fact that I am, I am a human uh, means I'm made in the image of God. And 
I have intrinsic value. And this is to somebody who may be looking down on themselves. Um, you may be thinking that where you are born, um, the race into which you are born, you are less of a human because maybe that's what popular media is telling you. But you need to understand that the creator of all the heavens and the earth, the one that made us all, has given, uh, has placed intrinsic value in us. And because he is the one, he, he, calls, we are, he calls us his images, right? And we are important to him. And the reason why we are valuable is because he says we are. Okay, when you read Genesis 9, verse 6, the Bible says that whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. And even for in the image of God, God has God made mankind, all right? For in the image of God has God made mankind. And so we see the kind of value that God puts in the life of a human. And so it is no mean thing across um, the whole world and across governments and societies that when you see, when somebody, a human life is taken, it is a really shocking thing because we see that this is, we, we, can't, we, we can't really tell why, um, or on the surface of it, why it is such a shocking thing for a human to lose their life, especially in a violent way. Maybe another person killed murders or killed somebody, or some, even if, even if it's accidental, maybe you are sitting in a car, you get an accident. There is still, there's this huge sense of loss. Something important has been lost, that kind of thing. And that sense that we feel is something that God himself has put in us, right? That intrinsic value. And because God values us, it makes us important. And we must value ourselves also and not allow uh, popular media, um, friends to tell us what our value is. We all have value. Um, because God sees us as valuable and as important, and we must see ourselves as such. Um, maybe you are struggling in life. You are, you are thinking of taking, out, taking your own life. That is not it. That is not the way. Understand that God values your life. And so when don't believe the lies that say that, oh, nobody cares about me. I'm alone. Nobody would, nobody would mind if I'm not around. That is a lie that the enemy tells us. So um, let's all understand that we are very valuable. If you, if you do not see value um, in the eyes of other men when they look at you, at least be comforted in this fact that God values you and you are very, very important to him because you are in his image. That's, that's so wonderful. And such a lovely note to end this podcast on. Um, whether you think you were made from the elbow of God, <laughs> uh, the knee, from the face, if someone tells you, dear, you are fearfully made, whether it is that you think that you, dear, you are wonderfully made, whatever your shape, size, race, I mean, we can't emphasize it enough. You are loved, you are cherished, you are valued. Your worth is far, 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 far more than the riches of this earth. And God has made you in his image and you are perfect in his sight. So we're ending on this beautiful note. Um, but stick and stay with us. We still have more amazing content coming your way from this series. Trust me, you, you want to listen to the next podcast. And this is still Between the Lines, the official podcast for the Timothy Project, presenting every man perfect. Thank you for tuning in to Between the Lines by the Timothy Project. The Timothy Project is a crowdfunded discipleship ministry that seeks to train and disciple young believers, presenting them perfect to Christ. 
What we do here is made possible by your generous gifts and donations. If you've been blessed and seek to support us, you can find our giving options in the description below. Keep tabs on our website for exciting blog posts. You can also interact with us on our social media handles in the description below. The Timothy Project, presenting every man perfect.